0: Hey everyone, I'm Leslie Myrick. I'm an adventurous, organized, and enthusiastic interior designer based in Atlanta, Georgia. My mission is to help high achieving women bust out of their boring homes. This is the podcast version of my weekly Instagram live show, Bust Out of Boring. You can catch me live there every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Ready for actionable advice to create a kick-ass home you love? Let's bust out of boring. Hey everyone, Leslie Myrick here. Welcome to Bust Out of Boring episode 74, five things you learned in preschool that will help you work with your interior designer. Sounds basic, but stick with me. There's some good stuff here. So if you are new to working with a designer, if you are thinking about hiring a designer, this is an awesome time. We're all at home. I know some people are kind of back out in the world doing their thing, but in general, we are all spending a lot more time at home than I think, honestly, we ever have before. And when you're staring at those same dumb four walls all day and realizing where they could be improved or fixed or upgraded or changed, bringing a designer on board is a great idea. And there are a few things that are helpful to know when you hire an interior designer. In fact, there are five things that are helpful for you to know when you hire a designer that you probably learned in preschool and maybe just haven't thought about how they can apply as a grown-ass person. (laughs) So here we go. Five things you learned in preschool that will help you work with your interior designer. Number one, listening skills. This is important. When you hire a designer... You are hiring them because they're an expert, because you trust their opinion, you trust their taste, you trust their grown-up business person-ness to see a project through to completion. And it is so important as a client that you really listen to your designer. They may be suggesting things that feel a bit uncomfortable. They may be bringing new ideas to the table, and it can be easy to Tune them out, brush it off, but really truly using your ears and listening to what an expert is suggesting for your home is huge because if you can start that open communication from the beginning where there is trust, where there is a good listening vibe happening back and forth you're going to get a way better end result than if you have an idea in your head about what you want and you hold on to it tightly and you're really not open to new suggestions and new ways to approach things. So skill number one, listening. Skill number two, raise your hand. Listening does not mean you have to take everything at face value that a designer suggests. What it means is you listen thoughtfully and carefully, And then there's the opportunity to metaphorically, not literally, raise your hand and ask questions to seek clarity, to dig deeper into what that designer is suggesting for you. So raising your hand, asking thoughtful questions is just as much an important part of working with a designer as listening to what they present to you. It is so important for us as designers to hear from our clients, to know what is important to them, to know what matters, to know things about their lifestyle and how their days function so that we can design the best possible space for you. The third thing that you learned in preschool that's going to help you work with your interior designer is basic math skills. I know, sounds silly. You don't need to be a mathematician to understand the math that goes into design. But I do encourage clients to open their eyes to their budgets and how things are starting to add up it can feel really overwhelming to have a designer quote you a design fee and a contractor give you his fee or her fee. And then there's furnishings and decor and art and lighting. And if you're not finding some way to keep track of that, hopefully your designer is giving you great detailed invoices and paperwork. But without adding up all those numbers and really getting things in one place, it's easy to get overwhelmed as a client and to just freak out when you realize how much money is being spent. You have control over that. That is math. That is something that you can take ownership of. Crunch the numbers. Add them up on a simple spreadsheet. Heck, write it down in a notebook. And get present with what you're spending and investing and know that you are spending what you're comfortable with and not more. And if there is a problem, that's when you raise your hand. And you bring that up with your designer so that you guys can course correct and make sure that the numbers work for both your vision and the reality of what a designer can provide for you. Skill number four that is helpful when you're working with an interior designer is calendar skills. This stuff takes time. I wish we could do a one-week makeover or a weekend makeover and have everything shipped and delivered and installed and done. And that can happen on TV. But what you don't see on the TV shows are the six months of planning that has led up to that one week in person. Look at your calendar. Talk to your designer. Listen to what they're telling you about timelines and deliverables and meetings. And just as important as that, make sure that you are paying attention to deadlines they're asking of you. When I give a proposal to a client of all the furniture and decor items that I'm proposing for a space, I need feedback within a week, otherwise I can't guarantee the prices, I can't guarantee availability, and I can't guarantee that we can honor the timeline. So use your good old basic calendar skills, write things down, pay attention to what timelines are going to be, and have a a really heads-up view of the project instead of feeling like everything's taking so long, everything's so behind. We'll help you get things on the calendar. And understand where everything is in the process. And the final skill that's gonna help you work with your interior designer that you learned back in preschool is playtime. Play is important. Interior design is not rocket science. It is not curing cancer or COVID. Have fun. This is your home. It is okay to play, to toss out ideas, to get creative, to try something new, to paint your wall a dark color. Who cares? It's paint. There's just this overwhelming sense, especially with Pinterest and blogs, of having to have these perfect, and I use air quotes, homes. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I think homes that lose a sense of play and get so stuck in formality and perfection and making things look exactly like X, Y, or Z style are boring and really don't reflect who you are as a person. You learned to play in preschool. You probably already knew how to play. You honed that skill in preschool. Playtime was your job in preschool. Make it be your job when you're designing your home as well. Have fun. Play. Enjoy the process. Get creative. Try something new. And if it sucks, knock it down and try again, just like you did in preschool. So the five things you learned in preschool that will actually help you work with your interior designer, number one, are your listening skills. Listen to what the designer has to share with you from their expert point of view. Number two, raise your hand. Don't be afraid to ask questions, to share lifestyle needs and wants and desires and really communicate, make that loop real good, that communication loop, listening, speaking, and making sure there's clear communication. Number three, math skills. Be on top of your numbers and your budget. That's on you. Number four, calendar. Find out what deadlines are, what timelines look like. Put it on your calendar. Get ahead of the game and manage your expectations when it comes to timelines for a project. Designers are going to communicate that with you. Make sure that you are listening. And the fifth thing that's going to help you work with your designer is to play. Have fun. Be open to crazy ideas they throw your way. Maybe they'll show you a wallpaper that feels a little kooky, but it's amazing. Put it on a wall. Try it out. What's the worst that can happen? It looks not the best? Okay, now you know, and you can do something else. Have a great week, guys remember to play, have fun. Don't take this so seriously. There is so much heaviness in the world right now. Interior design should not be one of those things that stresses you out and brings you down. This is a chance to have fun, to be creative, to be expressive, and to live in a space that really truly feels like you. I will talk to you next Monday. You are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing part of your busy day with me. If you're digging the Bust Out of Boring podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I so appreciate you taking the time to share the show with other ambitious, professional, and high-achieving women like you. If you want more help busting out of your boring home, you can grab my free interior design budget guide, kitchen design checklist, and more free resources at lesliemyrick.com freebies. See you next Monday.